This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we get letters, we get posts, and lately when we've talked about politics, they've ragged on us. But just the other day, someone posted something in the forum saying that he really thinks he may stop listening to the Paracast, Chris, because he thinks we're anti-Christian. Are we anti-Christian? Not me, I should tell everybody. My first wife, Geneva, at least one time anyway, when she was young, was a Methodist. So is her mother, my ex-mother-in-law. And we were married in a church. So we've attended, and I've attended different... Well, it doesn't mean you're you're uh, pro-Christian. As far as as I I go, I mean, everybody... is um, entitled to have whatever beliefs they want. My real uh, birth family in California, a lot of them are just rabid uh, Christians, uh, born-again types. As far as my personal preferences go, besides the fact that Christianity has probably been behind the murder of more people on this planet than any other thing besides greed, uh, I think it's a great thing. Um, The message of Christ is wonderful, but it's uh, it's all the Christians and the uh, you know the hypocrisy that goes along with it that I have a problem with. Well, the thing here is that we have that same problem, I think, with many religions where things are done, evil things, in the name of a religion. Even though I'm sure most people are perfectly ordinary, perfectly nice, they believe in good, they like to do good things, live a good life. So it's not saying that, you know, I'm anti-Christian or anti-anything. Just recognize the history and what things have been done in the name of a religion that might have perverted what's intended with that religion, be it Muslims or Christians or whatever. Let's just leave it there. Now, the other thing here is that somebody maintained in a very, very emotional paragraph in a letter to me that he heard me constantly say, that UFO abductees were crazy, and that's why he stopped listening to the Paracast. Now, Chris, have I ever said that all abductees are crazy? <laughs> no. You may have hinted that a few abduction researchers are crazy, but I've never heard you do uh, say that abductees are crazy. Well, the point is here, if somebody's crazy, they're crazy. Let's just leave it at that. But I think people who are abducted are probably traumatized, especially if it happens over and over again. That doesn't make them crazy. It means we need to help them. That's all. Reach out, help them, find out what's really going on. Are they being kidnapped by ET? Are they being subjected to some other kind of experience? Let's find out. Obviously, people who undergo that are going to have trouble. But to say someone's crazy or all these people are crazy, I never said that. Yeah, you've never even come close to saying that. 
I've said a few times that it's ironic that so many um, abductees tend to be middle-aged women, divorced, suburban, spend a lot of time at home watching daytime TV. I've said that, whether that makes them crazy or not. I, I think I think they're the ones that may be delusional, and we have to, I think, all agree that there is a percentage of these claims that are uh, delusional in nature. I don't think so much that they're crazy. I just think they're bored. Well, you know, people need to do something. I mean, you know, every week or two I get these posts on Facebook in a timeline talking about learning about what is being said by the star beings from Zeta Reticuli. And of course, I guess I'm having fun with them because every time I see this, I post a response, which is pretty well canned. Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system. They have not yet discovered exoplanets there, but Zeta 2 appears to be orbited by a debris or dust ring. So maybe these star beings are coming from dust? Or maybe they've already destroyed their planet because they couldn't decide who got dibs on Earth's proctological um, potential. Ah. You see, we've heard people obsess over Chris and whether or not he's grumpy. And I'll just say that Chris, you know, had a pretty rough year last year. I think a lot of people would be screaming on mountaintops to undergo that kind of pain. So, no, I don't think Chris is grumpy. But he does have an obsession with <laughs> proctological matters. No, which reminds me, I'm getting ready to send Eugene the contact in the desert, a gonzoid true believer adventure, which um, I've put together from um, snippets of video that I, I took at last year's contact in the desert extravaganza. And at one point, I did pop that question to some Graham Hancock uh, attendees who were standing in line waiting for Hancock. Uh, I said something to the effect of, I came totally out of the blue, you know, we're talking about Hancock's um, disagreement with, I think it was Robert Boval or somebody. They got into a little tizzy on stage during a panel discussion. And I mentioned something, I just came out of the blue is, uh, with, what do you think the... The reasons, you know, what's the reason we are being visited by pro bono proctologists from other planets? And, the, <laughs> and this woman looked at me and said, how could you ask a question like that? You know, do you have issues? <laughs> I said, do you need one of them? And I said, no, something to the effect of, no, I'd rather, you know, pay for one that I could, you know, trust. Or I don't know, I had some comeback. But the one thing that Whitley Strieber said when he was on there, that, you know, he used the term anal probe, I think, in, in communion. And out of all the things, all the controversies that have been generated from his claims and, and, and his books over the years, that's the one thing that he has has the most regrets uh, around is, is the term anal, anal probe. So, uh, no, Gene, I don't have uh, problems around that fact. It's, it's a good... Um, it's like frat boy humor, you know. You always get a chuckle, just like fart jokes, uh, and um, I don't know. I just love the term. Uh, it's a Terrence McKenna actually uh, term. Uh, pro bono uh, proctologist from other planets. You know, we didn't ask him to come here and check our butts out. I mean, you know what? I'm not the one with the problem. It's it's the aliens that have the problem. I'm just pointing out the obvious here. So uh, don't uh, rag on me too much, there, buddy man. Well, I won't rag on you. They rag on me all the time, of course. But, you know, I just put up with it because if you've been online for 25, 30 years, 
you get ragged on, especially when you go through trials and tribulations. Then you especially get ragged on. You know, it's like they say, don't hit a person when they're down. So if you're down and they don't hit you, they stomp on you relentlessly. That's how it goes. We don't want that kind of stuff because it really doesn't help. By the way, we posted first the introduction, now chapter one of this book from you and Ray Stanford and my dog sings Chopin. I'll tell you, if Chris had a dog that could sing, imagine the money you'd make. Well, or I'd sure get a lot of um, likes and hits on uh, Facebook. Well, I know there is this recording out with a group called the Singing Dogs, singing Jingle Bells. You ever hear that? Around Christmas time, they used to play it, where you have basically yes. four dogs or five dogs pretending to sing it's well it's just very very good creative editing of course of course now my dog teddy bear makes a lot of crazy sounds sometimes but i don't think he's trying to talk to us because if he did you know i'd bring him on here and have an interview just i wonder what dogs think about the paranormal because they sense so many things that we can't i don't know where we started with the dogs but we're not going to the dogs. We're going instead to talk to Paul Davids. And he is just a fascinating guy. He's one of these renaissance men who does a little bit of everything. So he writes. He makes films. He's an artist. In fact, he has a site called Paul Davids Portfolio. There's just an extraordinary amount of material there. So this guy does everything. And sometimes he even makes dogs bark. Yeah, and he's also got Forrest Ackerman trying to communicate uh, from beyond the grave. I don't know where that started, but with Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10. The universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, 
and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we have the return here of one of our favorite Renaissance men, Paul Davids, who does so much of everything so well that he's really hard to keep up with. But before we tell you about that, we've got to tell you that we've got the PowerCast Plus going. As I mentioned in the previous episode, more content's coming, a new video, and another chapter from the book that Chris O'Brien wrote with Ray Stanford called And My Dog Sings Chopin, which triggered a discussion about the singing dogs. And then very briefly, our dogs started (laughs) making noise, the neighborhood dogs, just as we were doing that, so they must have heard us. So here's where things are going right now. We offer the Paracast Plus for a very low subscription rate, monthly, annual, five years, lifetime. To learn more about what you get, including the commercial-free version of this show, the After the Paracast podcast, and more, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Paul, thank you for joining us in the Paracast. I'm not going to say, hey, catch us up for six years. 
What I am going to say is that there's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about just looking at the letter you wrote me when I invited okay. you on. And the first thing that hit me is because we had him on recently, Grant Cameron, where he oh, wrote a yes. book about the Clintons. Now, we have to kind of skirt politics very gently here because what happens right. is that when you get too political, people resent it. They're very polarized. Well, I can talk about I can talk about that subject without getting political, I'm sure. Uh, I do claim credit for the photo on the cover of Grant Cameron's book, which is a beautiful photo of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, which I took in 2008. Well, let's go through that, putting up the information here. Obviously, we've known for years that Hillary Clinton had some sort of interest in UFOs, probably triggered by her friend and colleague, John Podesta, who was the CEO, I guess, of her presidential campaign. He worked for the Obama administration and Bill Clinton's administration. But when you look at this, is she really and truly interested in getting to the bottom of UFOs or is it all about, well, I'll get some votes? Well, that's a hard question to answer. I think the Let's talk about Grant Cameron's book for a moment, because I think it's uh, it's really important. I think it's called the Clinton UFO Storybook or something like that. Grant Cameron has a fantastic uh, website, Presidential UFO, where he really goes into great detail on the uh, UFO experiences, what we know about them, and what's been stated by presidents through the years. And there's a lot to cover there because many of our presidents at one time or another in their uh, careers have brushed up against this issue, you know, including Gerald Ford, who was a congressman from Michigan way before he was uh, president, back in the days when J. Allen Hynek came up with the swamp gas explanation for what was going on with UFO sightings in Michigan. Jerry Ford didn't like that, and he wanted answers but when he became president, it didn't seem like he cared much about getting answers anymore. Now, Ford, yeah. as I recall, was instrumental in setting up those congressional hearings, though. Was he? Or were those before Jerry? Ford? Well, if you're talking about the Robertson panel. No, I'm talking about the Condon report. Oh, 1968. The disaster. A disaster. The they set up the Condon report. It came out, I think, in 69. Project Blue Book gave up the ghost, used that as an excuse to shut down. I agree with you. I think Ford obviously seemed sincere about it. And I was very young in those days, but I was around. And the swamp gas explanation, it took a lot of years for Hynek to live that down. But I could see, if anything else, he was frustrated over what may have seemed like a cover-up at the time. But this is the whole thing about congressional hearings, though. Maybe we should talk about this briefly, because we have people still demanding disclosure or investigations. And that is... For, what, 15, 20 years before that, Major Kehoe was saying, hearings, hearings, hearings. We want to put mm-hmm. NICAP out of business from the mid-50s on. We get the hearings. Congress will get to the bottom of the mystery. We'll have disclosure, whatever. Of course, I think he was very naive about the workings of government. And therefore, yes, he when he got his hearings, you know, he'd been pushing for this for all these years. When he yeah. got these hearings... We it was a signing report. It was a whitewash. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to presidential UFO and, and we, there was Jerry Ford and, and uh, Jimmy Carter, of course, had his UFO sighting, which he talked about. And he requested NASA reopen UFO investigations. Didn't happen. Uh, 
didn't move the ball forward at all during the Carter administration. Ronald Reagan, we know, had a particular interest in UFOs. There were his two reported sightings that he talked about freely. I think it was when he was governor of California. Uh, one of the sightings from a private plane. And he didn't hold back. And he described the unearthly movements of this object. So clearly he had the personal experience in it. And also he was, I think, the first of the presidents to stand before the United Nations General Assembly and use the analogy about uh, the status of mankind if we were threatened, he said, by some force from out there, from some other world, as to how it would unite the peoples of the world. We'd all come together to oppose the common foe, as has been used as a theme in you know, Independence Day and other movies. But, but uh, Reagan said that in front of the uh, UN, but he certainly didn't move the ball forward in terms of disclosure at all. Uh, we got nothing from George Bush, who was... Uh, uh, director of the CIA before he became president. Uh, I'm talking about George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, nothing from George W. Uh, from Bill Clinton during his presidency, it was interesting because, uh, first of all, I, I was involved at that time in providing Bill Clinton with UFO information, particularly about Roswell. He became president, I think, think was it 1992 and he was elected in 92 and took office in 93 93 so our roswell movie we were filming in 93 and it was broadcast by showtime in 1994 and that's when stephen schiff was starting his investigation about roswell congressman schiff of new mexico using um the government accounting agency as a vehicle for that uh, after the Pentagon had been non-cooperative with him. And so uh, that was the year, uh, 94, of the first mogul balloon report from uh, uh, the, uh, the military, from the Pentagon, denying that there was anything extraterrestrial about Roswell and that there was a, saying there was a prosaic explanation for it of a secret balloon experiment called mogul at that time. Uh, I didn't believe the report then. I don't believe the report now. I had information then I thought would be of interest to Bill Clinton, and I found a way to get that information to him in the White House. At that time, I knew someone who'd been an intern in the White House. First of all, Bill Clinton and I had had correspondence before he was elected. I have to backtrack and say he was a student of my father at Georgetown University. In uh, My father was a professor of diplomatic history. Bill Clinton was his... Uh, student in 1968. I think that was Bill Clinton's senior year. Let's progress with Bill Clinton and Paul Davids and more with Gene Steinberg, Christopher O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX 
That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
So, Paul Davids, you're telling us about your encounters with Bill Clinton, a student of your father. You therefore exchanged emails with him. You knew him before he became president. So you sent this material. Let me me interrupt. Let me not emails. No, that was that was. uh, Oh, that's right. uh, This is late 80s, early 90s. We don't think about emails then. We were thinking about real letters. I sent him a letter of support when he declared he was running for president. And he wrote me back a really nice full page letter. This wasn't just something that was uh, dictated. So there was that connection. And then after the Roswell movie came out and after we had uh, what I considered the the poke in the eye of that false mogul balloon report, Bill Clinton made a statement in Ireland. Uh, There was a kid who asked him, "Did, did aliens really land in Roswell? And Bill Clinton said, he said, as far as I know, no, no aliens ever did land in Roswell. He said, but if it did happen, the Air Force hasn't told me about it, and I would like to know. He said with a smile, kind of a sense of humor. But I took him literally, and when I wrote to him then, I said, you know, uh, Mr. President, you said that you would like to know. Here's what I've got on the Roswell case. And I sent him a whole bunch of stuff, including the Roswell movie, the uh, Randall Schmidt book, UFO Crash at Roswell. I had made some videotapes at that time, one called Down in Roswell, which was all of the press reports, the news reports through the years on the Roswell case. Sent him that. I sent him a lecture tape I did called Reply to the Air Force Report on the Roswell incident, where I tore apart the report in every respect I could. And also, I had been invited to be the guest lecturer for the 50th anniversary of the White Sands Missile Range Pioneers, founders of America's rocketry program. And I think that was in 1996. They invited me because they were in New Mexico and I had produced the Roswell movie for Showtime. And I was pretty hard-hitting in that presentation, which was filmed, in which I talked about what I felt was the UFO uh, cover-up. And as many facts as I could put on the table that I felt I had learned about that, and my objections to the withholding of the information. Some of the people at that talk didn't find it very popular. You know, there were people there that didn't want this talked about the way I had talked about it. But I did release a videotape has a really long title. Uh, it was called Golden Age, let's see, was it Golden Anniversary UFO Briefing for the White Sands Missile Range Pioneers. So if you search on the internet, somewhere you can find those VHS tapes. They're still around. I sent all that to Bill Clinton. Also, there was a photo then that came out in one of the tabloids that had our alien from the movie Roswell alongside Bill Clinton. And I thought that was kind of funny. So this package, I know, got to him in 1996. And I got a nice reply by Priority Mail from the White House uh, thanking me for it and also thanking me on behalf of Hillary, but not referring in the letter to what it was I had sent. I mean, he didn't say, you know, thank thank you for busting the Roswell cover-up. That wasn't the letter, but it was a thank you. Was it possibly a canned letter then? Uh, you mean dictated and signed by machine? Whatever. Maybe machine it's already letter? printed out and they just simply run them and send them in response to inquiries from anybody. No, this was specific because, you know, they don't usually reply by priority mail. 
from the White House. And, you know, it was uh, personally addressed to me, and it was clearly responsive to the materials I had sent. So, no, those materials got to him. The other way we know they got to them, and this, and this is really interesting to me, that when uh, there was the, when the impeachment proceedings were going on, and the FBI at one point uh, went in to do an investigation of the Oval Office, and this was reported in the news. You can find this online. It may even be reported in Grant Cameron's uh, materials that uh, they found a book about Churchill sandwiched between two books. And one was actually a phone sex book uh, that was from Monica Lewinsky. And the other was UFO Crash at Roswell, which I had sent to him. So I think that's kind of an interesting you know, part of UFO history. Didn't get us disclosure, of course, but we know that the Clintons have been talking about UFOs that, that Bill Clinton asked Webster Hubble to look into it. Maybe it was asking the wrong person in the wrong place. But when Bill Clinton was president, he was asking for answers about that and the Kennedy assassination, which he may never have gotten. Then there were the Lawrence Rockefeller meetings at, at the Lawrence Rockefeller ranch, where Bill was there with Hillary Clinton and they were photographed there. And she was holding a book about, I think it was by uh, astronomer Paul Davies. I'm David's. He's Paul Davies. And that book was about life in outer space. So uh, Lawrence Rockefeller had pressured them about the uh, need for UFO disclosure. So there is this history. It's a, it's, a, it's a good history, a long history. Then there's a 2008 chapter to it where the plot really thickens. Do we have time to talk about that before the break, or do we go on? And- we have maybe three minutes left. Well, I'll give a lead-in. Hey, I love cliffhangers. Here's the cliffhanger. That there was a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton in the Hamptons in 2008 when she's running against Barack Obama, trying to get the Democratic nomination. And uh, through my wife, we were personally invited uh, to it. And at that time, I had new information about Roswell that I wanted to get to former President Bill Clinton. And that information included a sworn affidavit from former Lieutenant Walter Hout. This was an affidavit that was released after his death in which he absolutely certified that there were alien bodies at Roswell. He'd never conceded that before. It had always been there was a crash we think it was extraterrestrial, but the word of the confirmation of the bodies came after his death. I had that document, blew it up large, and I wanted to take that to the president along with the new book, what was then the new book, Witness to Roswell, that I'd written the forward to for the first draft, for the first uh, issuance of first publication, and also the Roswell Legacy by Jesse Marcel, Jr., so I'll leave you at the cliffhanger of uh, what happened when I got to the Hamptons and the fundraiser. We've got another minute to answer that question. Oh, all right. Well, go for another minute or so and I'll. So my question was, in going to this fundraiser, if I brought these materials in an envelope, you know, would they would be going through metal detectors? Would people be inspecting bags when we went onto the grounds of this private estate? you know, for the fundraiser? Would anybody be looking at what anybody brought in? So I thought maybe there's a good chance that this would be confiscated from me, you know, at the door. But no, it wasn't. It was a very relaxed attitude, you know. Um, 
and situation. Nobody was searched. Um, Hillary, well, first Bill gave an introductory speech. And then Hillary gave a speech. Um, and, you know, very much wanting the nomination in 2008. And it was after her speech when everyone was swarming around Hillary Clinton to talk to her. And a poor, lonely former President Bill Clinton was alone on the backyard porch there with the owner of the house and nobody was talking to him. And that's when I stepped up to have a conversation. Oh, boy. All right. So let's just frame this now. You brought your UFO material in there. Mm-hmm. He's obviously aware of what you're doing because you've sent him something and he responded by priority mail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this already is setting up something to show a lot of potential here. And we're going to explore that potential in just a few moments. We've got Paul David's Renaissance Man. We're talking about, I guess, a follow-up to our conversation with Grant Cameron of a few weeks ago. I know we had a bit of a dust-up with Grant over a couple of things, but we're talking here about the Clintons and UFOs with Gene and Chris here in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. 
Max, see the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Ely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9859. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1 800 958 9859. Call 1 800 958 9859. 1 800 958 9859. If you missed buying emergency food from the Patriotic Guys during their mega sale last month, be grateful. Even when they slash their prices by 40%, you still get more food for your money from Ready Supply Foods. Ready Supply Foods sells 50 to 230% more food for your money, and we can prove it. With 23 delicious entrees, we also have four times the variety, too. Surviving a disaster is hard enough without worrying about starving to death. See how much more food you can get for your money at ReadySupplyFoods.com today. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So in the previous episode, or previously on the Paracast, they always say previously on, Paul Davids is at this gathering and there's Paul Bill Clinton, almost alone because they're all surrounding Hillary, because she's running against Obama. And now you talk to him, and what happens? Well, I stepped up to him, and I, uh, I first reminded him that I was the son of Dr. Jules Davids, his professor from Georgetown University. And he remembers my father very affectionately. And uh, so he smiled and greeted me very warmly, and he asked me uh, what I'd been up to. And I uh, said to him, well, you know, as a matter of fact, there's a book that came out recently, and I was referring to Witness to Roswell by Tom Carey and Donald Schmidt. I said, uh, I wrote the introduction to this uh, book that came out recently, and I thought uh, it was something that might be of interest to you, and I brought it here for you, along with some other, you know, related materials. And I held up the brown envelope, and he took it from me, and he said, oh, let's see what you got here. And he reached in, and as he pulled out the book, I was watching his expression. That's what I wanted to see. How was he going to react? Because... The title of the book is Witness to Roswell, and the subtitle is Exposing the Government's 60-Year UFO Cover-Up. All right? So as he looked at it, he broke into a smile like he enjoyed that I was giving him this. And his words were, and I think I'm quoting him exactly, he said, oh, he said, you know, I've always really been interested in this stuff. He said, I'm going to read this book. 
and I explained to him uh, also about Walter uh, Hout's affidavit, pointed it out because I had blown it up a large copy of it in there and, and about the other book. So he took the materials from me. Uh, we chatted for a while, and I just had a chance to say hello to Hillary and say, you know, I'm son of Dr. Jules Davids, and, you know, it's great to see you here. And she was very warm. She re- said, of course, I remember Dr. Davids. So th- that was that. And I wondered to myself, what would their conversation have been like in the car when they're driving away? Bill Clinton has this uh, envelope, and maybe Hillary would say, what's in that? What's in there? That maybe... Would that have precipitated a conversation about UFOs? I don't know. You know, Obviously, I don't know. But I will say this, that the fact that I kept giving him this material about UFOs in no way uh, affected or interfered in any negative way, uh, as, as far as I can see, uh, with the sort of the warmth of the relationship, which, um, I mean, I you know, kind of felt like family because of the connection through my father. And... It was a couple years later, I think, when Bill Clinton's book called Giving was published. And he came to Pasadena to do a book signing at Vroman's. And at that time, my mother was living two blocks away from Vroman's in a senior building. And she wasn't feeling well that day. So she didn't go. And two of the women from her building went and they they saw Bill Clinton. They said, you know, Mrs. Davids lives near here and she wanted us to give you her regards because she wasn't feeling well. You know, she didn't come. And he 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 lit up and he said, oh, what? Mrs. Davids is two blocks away. He said, oh, you know, she has to come. She has to come. And he sent a driver to go to her building and pick up my mother and bring her to him at Roman's. And uh, she, you know, and he signed a book for her. And so I, I, you know, I always had a really warm and wonderful feeling about that, that, you know, we always wonder how uptight are, you know, our presidents. Some of them, I think, have been pretty uptight about discussing UFOs at all. Um, This has been my history with Bill Clinton. And, you know, he was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Was it a year ago? I mean, it was before. Barack Obama came on and was asked about UFOs. And, you know, somebody asked me in another interview, did I think that Bill Clinton told the truth that night on uh, Jimmy Kimmel? And I kind of regretted the answer I gave because I, I didn't have long left in the interview. And I just said, no, you know, I really don't think. But he didn't tell an untruth. I mean, what what he did with Jimmy Kimmel was to say, you know, when I was president, I requested that the military look into the Roswell thing and look into all the papers on Roswell. The part that's, that, that was inaccurate, as he said, so we got all the Roswell papers and we got them and, you know, and I didn't see anything extraterrestrial about that, right? But they never got all the papers on Roswell. We know that. We know from the GAO investigation, which announced that all the outgoing papers from Roswell in 1947 of that month uh, and after were destroyed by someone without proper authorization, you know, they were probably never destroyed. They were probably ferreted away somewhere, you know, like at the end of uh, the Indiana Jones movie, that big warehouse. Uh, uh, yes, Warehouse 13. Warehouse 13. So they were probably Warehouse 13. That should be a new expression in the English language. So, no, Bill Clinton was not shown uh, through the uh, 
that uh, Air Force investigation then, all all the papers on Roswell, he was given the Mogul Balloon Report just like all of us were. So that's what he was told too then. I don't know if he was told anything else privately. Although, and this is important, Jesse Marcel Jr., you know, the son of Jesse Marcel, who was at the debris field, who was the fall guy for the cover-up. Sure, we had him on twice on the Paracast. Okay, he passed away recently. His book, The Roswell Legacy, tells his story, you know, very, very well. Jesse Marcel Jr. told me, and his children have reinforced this for me, that during that mogul balloon investigation thing, first of all, that the investigators tried to coerce him to change his story. His story didn't work with the story they wanted to issue, and they tried to get him to change his testimony, and he wouldn't do it. And he said he also had the opportunity to have a a high-level meeting in Washington at that time with someone who, he said, sort of apologized for the cover-up and said, look – you know, we know what happened and, you know, that it, confirming that the story about the extraterrestrial crash was, in fact, true for Jesse Marcel Jr., but that um, it was still under high levels of secrecy and couldn't be talked about. And that was that. He was working on the inside, this official said, to try to get it out. I don't know if it was John Podesta he met with. this matter. I don't know. Possible. Okay. So, so with Clinton, you see, I'm seeing here he's dismissing it. Pretty much. Now, is he dismissing it because he believed what his people told him or he was told to say that? That's a good question right there, don't you think? I don't think that he believed what his people told him. I think he uh, absolutely knows the truth. Uh, you know, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and I'm speculating now, by the way, that's, a spe- that's my personal opinion. Uh, I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. But On the Jimmy Kimmel show, it was very interesting that after he talked about looking for the Roswell papers, he turned the conversation by making an analogy, and he took the words right out of Ronald Reagan's mouth from the United Nations. Exactly the same thing, like this is their fallback thing to say. And he said, said, Bill Clinton said, you know, but the facts are we're discovering more and more worlds out there and more and more how vast this galaxy of ours is and other galaxies and he says and with those discoveries the chances the odds of there being life on other worlds uh, increases with those discoveries and he says i just hope if it happens you know that it won't turn out to be like independence day he said i because you can imagine how if there were uh, some kind of you know threat from another world that maybe that's what it would take to bring all the peoples of the world together so we wouldn't have any more warfare among ourselves. Okay, that's what Bill Clinton said on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I think it was a good and appropriate thing to say. He did sort of uh, crib it from Ronald Reagan at the United Nations, but that's where he left it. You know, we haven't heard anything more from him since then. Now from Hillary Clinton and from John Podesta. We've certainly heard more. We've heard that his greatest regret during his White House years was that they didn't make any progress on declassification of UFO files. All right. He's been explicit. Clearly, it would be on his mind and his agenda to pursue that if he had the opportunity again. And someone told me that Hillary Clinton was also on the Jimmy Kimmel show and was asked about UFOs. But I did not see that one. So I don't know what was said. 
Well, when she's been interviewed, she says, number one, she's referring to them as UAP, which is the yeah, more... She, she corrects the acronym yeah. UFO and, and corrects it to uh, UAP. Right. That's unidentified aerial phenomena. Is that what it is? UAP? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. let's do our break now. We'll figure out what's going on and what Secretary Clinton said. We've got more with Paul Davids and Gene and Chris. You're in. The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Can your vitamin supplements positively affect your blood in five minutes? Protovite can. Protovite is a genuine breakthrough liquid daily nutrition that delivers quality ingredients into your blood in less than five minutes. Scientifically proven and backed by clinical studies, Protovite supports energy, vitality, and optimal health. Watch our two-minute live blood cell video and see for yourself at VNIINC.com slash ProHealth. That's VNIINC.com slash ProHealth. Introducing the fastest-growing digital currency company in the world. OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So there we go. Secretary Clinton appears on one or more TV shows and in public presentations says, if elected, she's interested in getting to the bottom of this. But the question you raise here is, well, her husband was in the White House for eight years how come he couldn't do it? And, or maybe he did and he can't say, but assuming he didn't, where does she think she's going to do better now? Well, in the fact that he didn't, of course, maybe, see, after they talked to Lawrence Rockefeller, and there was some momentum on that, the impeachment proceedings got in the way. So nothing was going to happen once there was that problem. And so, you know, as far as what the future brings on this, of course, uh, none of us knows. I mean, personally, for me, I would so like to have 
the declassification of the secrets that have been so tightly held. And I so object to the official debunking that's been going on in this country and then throughout the world for decades, going back to the days of Donald Kehoe that you mentioned. Donald Kehoe was pilloried. He wrote some wonderful books about the UFO cover-up and all the evidence at that time. And there was an important show. I forget whether it was a radio show or a TV show at that time about UFOs. And when he It was a TV off, show. Okay. Yeah, he, went off, he went off script. They yanked the microphone off of him. So the debunking, the debunking and the malicious attacks, people's reputations and the ridicule and the techniques used in the world of science to make this such a fringe topic that people are penalized who want to study it seriously and the difficulty in getting research grants if you're out there on those fringes. In other words, people with this interest have been put in a ghetto by the establishment. Now, our and, listeners know the history of this. Let me just tell you briefly. So okay. in January 1958, Kehoe was a guest on a TV show called Armstrong Circle Theater. It was a presentation called UFOs, The Enigma of the Skies. And what happened here is they, the producers, asked Kehoe and the other guests to present a full script of what they're going to say. This is live television. There was no seven-second delay. It wasn't... Uh, delayed recording or anything. It was live TV. So, of course, mm -hmm. they carefully vet what was said. Now, Kehoe complained in one of his books that the CBS producers kept censoring everything he wrote to the point where he got very, very frustrated because he felt he wasn't able to deliver the kind of evidence he had. So, by show night, he's frustrated. So, he starts reading the script and then stops and says, I'm going to tell you something you've never heard before. And he's about to say something. So he gets censored then. Now, the official CBS line, and we do know that people from the Air Force were on hand, the official line is, well, he was deviating from the script. We didn't know what he was going to say. And therefore, we cut his mic, which is a double, triple-edged sword because legitimately... They have to do that if they think something is going astray because the FCC could find CBS if somebody uses a nasty word or something. You know, they don't know what's going to happen. So they're watching out for their behinds. At the same token, as Kehoe suggested, perhaps the Air Force was censoring everything that was said. So no matter what happened, he wouldn't be allowed to say what he wanted. He did, however, issue kind of a half apology for doing it, if you recall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's the update. Well, that summarizes what happened back then, a long time ago. And But the point is that attitude of censorship has been in effect for so many decades. And now, is it loosening up now? I think the answer is, as far as television is concerned, definitely. As far as motion pictures are concerned, definitely. I mean, you have like a double standard or two different worlds uh, now, because on, on television, you have essentially a, a UFO disclosure. We don't know if the information we're getting is accurate, but just count the hundreds of documentaries and shows, everything you know from ancient aliens, every, every possible conceivable kind of documentary 
that's out there on so many different channels. And then most of the films are fiction that uh, involve uh, aliens, but there have been several projects about Roswell. I think our, ours, the one I executive produced and co-wrote for Showtime, was the first you know, full-length, feature-length, just devoted to the Roswell incident. Uh, but you know, when you consider uh, Dark Skies series, uh, the Taken series, I mean, there have been a number of them that have had their Roswell stories, even with Jesse Marcel as a character. So that's and that's just Roswell. I mean, there have been things about Betty and Barney Hill, and the Fire in the Sky about the Travis Walton case, uh, the coverage on the Phoenix Lights case. And now we have the James Fox documentaries. I'm a big fan of James Fox's documentaries. Uh, his his one called uh, "I Know What I Saw." Uh, fabulous, fabulous work. Where we're getting to see, you know, the testimony of the citizens' hearings on UFOs integrated into documentaries that um, include things like uh, the former governor of Arizona. What was you you know his name? The one I'm talking about who. Who reversed himself on the Phoenix Lights? Five Symington. Five Symington, who was a who was a close friend of Bill Clinton. As a matter of fact, I think I even heard that one of them saved the life of the other when some drowning thing. I, I don't know the details of it. I know a they little bit about it because remember, Symington was convicted of corruption and had yeah. gone to jail, but apparently he saved Bill Clinton's life, so Bill Clinton pardoned him. Wow. Now, you see, in Arizona, here in Arizona, we have a bad history with governors. Not as bad as Illinois. They've sent a few to jail. But we've had a couple, three, that have done a few funky things. Now, the thing about Fife Symington that bothers me, though, I mean, to his credit, he admits fault. He says he was too flippant about UFOs. On the other hand, maybe he felt it was more politically correct to come out and say, you know, I take it seriously. I don't know. You know, he said more than I take it seriously. Uh, the interview of him shows him saying, I saw that craft and it wasn't from this earth. It was from somewhere else. Couldn't have been made on earth. I mean, he went that far. He, well, did he, he went far. even further. He actually took them on the path that he drove uh, with the car to the park where he actually had the sighting, if I remember correctly, and actually took him to the location where he, he uh, claims he was a witness of uh, the, the large craft uh, on, what, March 17th? Okay, so I call this, I call this uh, progress. I call this a lot of progress from where we were a couple of decades ago with everyone so uptight about it. And uh, back in the days of Philip Class, the debunker, when he would go to UFO meetings of MUFON in order to object as though he was in a courtroom, to stand and object to everything everybody was saying. It was <laughs> madness. It was, it was a nut. It was madness. But um, now there is more openness by many people. There isn't more openness in the military, though, which brings me to another great story I have to tell you about when my R Roswell alien from our movie almost went on display at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Should we take a break before that one? Well, I'll tell you what, let's take that break, but let me tell you that we'd like you, while you hear this break, to find out how you can have a commercial-free version of this radio show. 
And the way to do that is to go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. Learn all the inner details, the secrets about the Paracast Plus with the ad-free version of this show after the Paracast podcast. A couple of chapters from the book, unpublished so far from Chris O'Brien and Ray Stanford. Another video from Contact in the Deserts coming any day now. A lot of good material there. Plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. More excitement with the Clintons, the government and UFOs, but definitely not political. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac, Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. 
At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So you see, neighbors, we're here in a position to talk about UFOs, putting political figures on the firing line, but not really getting political. Paul Davids? Hi, Gene. I have a lot of things I want to say, too, and about Chris Bryan while we have time to get this. One more story I want to tell first. I do want to mention I'm a big fan of Chris O'Brien's books and his, uh, you know, his research on the cattle mutilations. Chris and I have known each other a long time. My favorite Chris O'Brien book is his one about the grand trickster and his uh, <laughs> theories about synchronicities, because this is one of my favorite subjects. So let's get into that a little later. But I, I want to tell you this incident with a new author who worked at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base as an engineer for his whole career. His name is Ray Zemansky, and he wrote a book called... Get this, Fifty Shades of Greys, <laughs> Greys as in aliens, about, uh, you know, were there aliens at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base? Before his book came out, Ray tried to arrange for me to officially be invited to come and be a guest and to bring the prop of the life-size uh, alien that was alive in our Roswell movie. This alien now exists in a display case beside my desk in my home. And <laughs> the one that you used to carry around in the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah, I was game for this. And as a matter of fact, I told Ray Zemansky, you know, I'd like to I'd do a documentary about this. I, he said, you don't need to fly me. First of all, how would the alien get there if you fly me? I need to drive and I need to do a documentary about the cross-country trip from Los Angeles of the Roswell alien back to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to pay his respects to his fallen brethren from the extraterrestrial crash of 1947. I, I said, can you imagine the great scenes? I'm driving along in my car with this alien beside me, and if I'm speeding and a cop stops me, you know, this could has a lot of potential, I said, you know, with a, a little tongue-in-cheek. So they were ready to do it, to have me there and have the alien. They wanted it for the Air Force Marathon for uh, Air Force families to be able to get their pictures taken with the alien from the movie. And then I, I said, look, if I'm doing this, though, I really want to be able to show the movie Roswell. 
um, to uh, the Air Force people there while I'm there. You know, we should combine it. It should be a showing. So they had to get official permission for this. And this is where everything went wrong. This is where it all fell apart. When they made the request and ran it up the flagpole, and we got shot down so hard, you know, I felt like I, I was slammed into the ground on this thing. It went through the public relations department of the Air Force. Evidently, they have a special division that deals with Hollywood issues. They all do, even the CIA. And what they want to do, of course, is get somebody on the set to monitor what's oh, going yeah. on and fix misperceptions because they want everything to look positive for the agencies. So I'll give you another example of that. In the case of Independence Day, they wouldn't do it. They, they refused to let it happen, right? They refused to let it happen. On the other hand, like a TV show like NCIS, which is the most popular scripted drama in the world, they've got the real Naval Criminal Investigative Service people on the set making sure that, you know, fundamentally, the facts about investigations and things, while certainly going to be exaggerated for a fictional show, are at least in the spirit of what really happens. They want to make well, themselves look good. I can tell you from personal experience that I talked to Robert Wise, the director of The Day the Earth Stood Still, which I think that movie came out around 1950 or 51. Right, 51. It's a few years after Roswell. And I met with him shortly after I had my daylight disc sighting in 1987. I think people know about that who know me. It's been written up, and that's what got me interested in UFOs, that I saw one in daylight near my house with my two children. But I got to meet with Robert Wise, and he told me, first of all, he was a believer, and that while he was making that movie, that uh, you know that there had been some official people around on the set, that there had been visitors from Washington. He mentioned a scientist maybe it was an engineer and uh he was told at that time you know you may think your movie is fiction but it's not nearly as much fiction as you may assume so that happened behind the scenes back then as far as some kind of intervention with what's going on in hollywood and bobby graham you know has written about that he's written a wonderful book about ufos in hollywood i forget the exact name of it right now but it's i certainly recommend that book and he he included uh, some information from me about the roswell movie because we had people show up when we were making the roswell movie oh that we were definitely being watched I think at that time we were being listened to. There was a lot of funny stuff on the phones. There were people showing up that, you know, wanted to be our good friends all of a sudden, had information, wanted to suck us into one thing or another. And so we weren't doing it in a vacuum. There's always that sense of things being watched by people who care about what may come out or what's said. But going back to the Wright-Patterson Air Force uh, almost visit by the alien, they said, no, they were not going to allow the movie Roswell uh, ever to be shown at the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and not even at the hotel where the Air Force people were staying who were coming in for the marathon. No, no. Uh, and the reason given was because our movie, and they knew it, they knew of it, they said our movie contradicted an official Air Force report. Oh, okay? my God, such an offense. That was our offense. That we had an alternative point of view. So they weren't going to let that point of view be heard. And this is 
I don't know what else I should say about that, but that that happened. But then in the meantime, Ray Zemansky came out with his book, Fifty Shades of Greys, and he reported to me recently that I think that they were letting him be a guest at the base and sell his book there. So, you know, that's lightened up, obviously, somehow, too. I don't know what it presages, but um, listen, at some point, I want to segue into what I've been doing more recently. You said, what have you been doing in the last six years? And I do need to let uh, – this ties into uh, Chris O'Brien's interest in synchronicities. I do need to let people know about uh, both my documentary film of 2013, uh, which was on sci-fi and then became a two-disc uh, DVD. It's called The Life After Death Project. And the information was so compelling, the experiences, the ongoing strangeness – that I was experiencing that caused me to make that project, which got a number of scientists, including chemists. There were three universities involved with scientists who researched what was happening after my mentor, Forrest J. Ackerman, died. And there seemed to be messages coming through from him, all kinds of anomalies after he died to say that he was still around in spirit. So first there was the movie, Life After Death Project, and then three years later, I published in April of this year the book An Atheist in Heaven that I co-wrote with Dr. Gary Schwartz. Let's consider that, and also the guy who used to be called F.J. the Acker Monster. Yes. I met him a few times. <laughs> we'll go into that in more detail. Paul David's got a lot to tell us. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Did you know that a dirty CPAP system can make you sick? If you knew what could be growing in your mask and hose, you might not sleep so well. But now, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs, and it's completely hands-free. For a limited time, you can try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-952-2797. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. 
SoClean destroys CPAP bacteria, viruses, and germs, and it eliminates the daily hassle of washing your system by hand. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto, your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. This is a limited-time offer, only available by calling 1-800-952-2797. That's 1-800-952-2797. Dr. Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize for discovering how cells breathe. He also discovered how normal cells turn into tumor cells. He discovered the one prime cause of cancer was cellular oxygen deficiency. Dr. Joanna Budwig built upon the work of Dr. Warburg and discovered how to feed the cells to overcome this oxygen deficiency. She found that it was the sulfur in the cottage cheese that when mixed with fresh pressed flax oil, that the flax oil would become emulsified and more readily absorbed. Flax oil delivered in this manner was able to restore oxygen transfer to all cells of the body. Now there's a new method of pressing seed oils that produces the highest quality, zero oxidation, undamaged seed oils. The results on these seed oils alone are amazing. Now add our Life Force Enhanced One World Whey Protein Powder that is much higher in the sulfur amino acids than cottage cheese is, and you have a winning combination to confer health and energy like never before. Call 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You know, it's very easy to talk to Paul Davids. You basically say, go. And we sit down, <laughs> it flies on the wall, and let him continue. So, okay, Forrest J. Ackerman, he doesn't like being dead, is what you're telling me, Paul. No. No. I, I You know, my days with Forrest J. Ackerman go back to when I was, uh, well, first of all, I think I was in fifth grade when the first issue of Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine came out. Oh, I remember it well. And I would read every issue. Of course, if you got caught with it in school, they confiscated it, right? Let me just say something real briefly before you go on. Okay. In one issue of Famous Monsters, and then it continued for a few issues, they said he was traveling around the country, Forrest J. Ackerman, and if you wrote a good spiel, he'd come to your home for lunch. Yes. And he did. My place in Brooklyn. I set it up 
as a recording studio and I recorded the entire thing and I got people who had entered the contest to come there, like half a dozen people my age. I probably was in my late teens at the time. And he came over very gracious for a couple of hours. I had recordings of everything. Unfortunately, probably not anymore. I have no idea where oh. those recordings went. This is like 25 different moves since uh, then. Oh, no. But I stayed you in touch it. with him on and off for a number of years after that. Now, Paul Davids, tell your story. That's all I have to say. Gene, Gene this is absolutely wonderful to hear this because during that cross-country trip that Fari Ackerman took from Los Angeles, his ultimate destination was Washington, D.C., with the World Science Fiction Convention. I think it was at the Statler Hilton Hotel. And I lived in the suburbs of Washington. As I said, my dad was a professor at Georgetown. And that's when I met Fari Ackerman. And I had been making 8mm... I was a kid. These were silent 8mm movies with dragons and dinosaurs and ghosts and whatever special effects I could come up with because I loved his magazine. You know, his sense of humor is just incomparable. And he was such an endearing man. He had collected all of the stuff, the props from all the, the movies we loved in those days. And he had them all in his great house that he called the Acker Mansion. And he opened his doors. He had to live in L.A. to get there, of course. But he opened his doors to the general public every Saturday. They could come in and see his collection. And then he, he moved to a larger house. He called it Son of Acker Mansion in the Los Feliz area on Glendower. And this was an 18-room mansion that Ray Bradbury, the author Ray Bradbury, who wrote Martian Chronicles, many other things, he called the house the Fort Knox of science fiction. Uh, that's where the gold was. So when I met Fari, I, I went to the Statler Hilton. I was a young teenager, and I told him about these movies I had been making. And his publisher, James Warren, was there too. And they were so nice. And he said, oh, he said, well, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, he said, we're going to have a little gathering here for some of the monster fans. And he says, if you have a projector for your movies, why don't you bring a projector, bring the movies, we'll set up a screen, and let's all see them. So that happened. That's what I got to do. And then uh, Fari and James Warren said, well, you've got to send us pictures of your monsters, your movies. We'll put them in Famous Monsters magazine. So there I was then in issue number 27 of Famous Monsters, uh, the great cover of the Cyclops from the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad on the cover. And then I entered a movie-making contest that Fari had called you had to make a movie based on a script he wrote called Siegfried Saves Metropolis. And I was an honorable mention winner in the contest. So more pictures in Famous Monsters, issue number 35. I was in seventh heaven. You know, this was wonderful. I wanted so much to go to Los Angeles, to see Fari's house, to meet my idols like the great producer George Powell, who did The War of the Worlds and the Time Machine. I wanted to meet Ray Harryhausen the great special effects pioneer. Of course, he lived in England. Eventually, all of these dreams came true for me. After I finished undergraduate college at Princeton, I was accepted as to be a student at the American Film Institute Center for Advanced Film Studies in uh, Beverly Hills in those days. And while I was there, I got to meet many of my favorite uh, writers and directors in Hollywood, uh, including George Powell. Uh, I created a seminar for 
Fari Ackerman and George Powell, both there together talking about science fiction and films for the students. And so my relationship with Fari Ackerman continued um, through the decades. I mean, I wrote for his subsequent magazine, Monster Land. He wrote an introduction to my first book called The Fires of Pele, Mark Twain's legendary lost journal. I dedicated one of the six Star Wars books I wrote to him. I think it was... I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, it was either Mission from Mount Yoda or Queen of the Empire or Prophets of the Dark Side. I dedicated to Fari Ackerman. So we were close. And then in 2006, Universal released the film I made called The Sci-Fi Boys. And, uh, you know, apart from Roswell, this was like a great moment for me. I'd made a couple other films. I made Timothy Leary's Dead. I made Starry Night, uh, I made The Artist and the Shaman, and then came The Sci-Fi Boys, which was the history of special effects in movies from the earliest days. Willis O'Brien's, another O'Brien there, Chris, Willis O'Brien's silent movies, all the way up through Peter Jackson's King Kong. And because my wife was um, the manager at that time of the premiere for Universal of Peter Jackson's King Kong, Peter Jackson agreed to be the host of my documentary. And he knew and loved Fari too. Everyone loved Fari who was making science fiction movies. Everyone. And so this was an homage to Fari's place in science fiction history and how he'd influenced everybody that went on to make these great films, including Peter Jackson. And we had a premiere at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, and Fari said like it was the greatest night of his life. I mean, it was just overpowering. And after that, Fari and I would start to talk about things of deeper consequence. We, we were at Comic-Con together, uh, and I said, you know, Fari, I know you've been an atheist your whole life. He said, I'm a card-carrying atheist. That's right. He said, I'm going to be an atheist till my last breath. And I said, did you ever think, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe there is an afterlife. And he said, Paul, I seriously doubt that I'm wrong. I give it almost no chance. He said, but I'll tell you this, make a deal with you. He said, if, uh, if I wake up after I pass away, to some great science fiction convention in the sky. Uh, he said, well, I'll be partying around for a long time, you know, with Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. And you know, Cowell. he wore Bela Lugosi's Dracula ring when he visited us and he course, made public appearances. And he had the cape. He had the Dracula cape. And he, he, so he said, he said, but when the party dies down, he says, maybe I'll drop you a line, right, with a little wink. Right. Thought nothing more of it. But here's when my big life change happened. 2009, a couple months after he died, we held a huge tribute for him, every seat filled, at the same Egyptian theater in Hollywood, where we had the um, premiere of the Sci-Fi Boys. Um, and it was that day of that tribute when the weird stuff started to happen. And it didn't first start happening to me. It happened first to two Canadians who'd made a film about Fari, who happened to go to Forest Lawn Glendale and rap on his crypt 
before the tribute and go rap, rap, rap. Hi, Fari. You know, we're here. We've come from Canada. We're going to show our movie about you tonight. We miss and, you so much. And we're going to break there. And, it, and we're going to find out we'll what that rapping, rapping on my chamber door was all about. <laughs> with, with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Can your vitamin supplements positively affect your blood in five minutes? Protovite can. Protovite is a genuine breakthrough liquid daily nutrition that delivers quality ingredients into your blood in less than five minutes. Scientifically proven and backed by clinical studies, Protovite supports energy, vitality, and optimal health. Watch our two-minute live blood cell video and save for yourself at vniinc.com slash prohealth. That's vniinc.com slash prohealth. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So easy to talk to Paul Davids because he does the whole show himself. We don't need any help here. He just comes <laughs> I'm on sorry. You, you gave me a platform, and I'm just running away with it. And I, I'll finish telling you the lead-in about all this stuff that happened with Fari, and then, then, then I want to invite your participation and not hog the show like I have been here. But, you know, what began to happen, well, first of all, the Canadians, they said they heard from Fari within an hour of rapping on his crib. They went back to the hostel that they were staying at, and uh, Mike McDonald was trying to uh, blog something and a capture code comes up where you have to write the letters and the numbers and the little squiggly things you know so that they know you're not spamming facebook and the capture code that came up was ackerman zero 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 and he, he practically dropped on the floor when he saw that you know the name was spelled right he'd gone rap 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 on the crypt and the two of them said <laughs> you know is he saying hello? You know, is he really dead? At that moment, the other Canadian filmmaker, Ian Johnston, says that his computer that was asleep at the time burst out with a childlike voice that said, oh, my gosh, no way. Now, crazy. He said, what? My computer shouldn't have been talking to me. He discovers that that voice is from an animated emoticon on YouTube, a little smiley guy, he says, oh my gosh, no way, and he rolls over. But he was not logged on you know, to the internet at the time. The computer was asleep. It shouldn't have been talking to him. This was weird, weird, weird. And then, within a week, it happened to me, the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, and it was the ink obliteration on a document I had. I'll try and make a long story real short here and just say I had a document I was going over. I was alone in the house. No one else there. Doors are locked. I knew the document was ordinary. I was out of the room for five minutes, and when I came back in, the document had been changed. The document now had four words blacked out neatly and precisely with ink Maybe it was dye. I didn't know what it was at that time, but it was still moist. And I felt like I was in the presence of a ghost. And I guarded that as evidence. Within six weeks, I think it was, I was with the head of the chemistry department of Indiana University as he was beginning experimentation on the ink obliteration. And then he involved 
the College of New Jersey and Dr. John Allison. This is all in our, and first it's in the movie, The Life After Death Project, which you can easily find the DVD or stream it online. And then our new book, An Atheist in Heaven, tells the whole story with the scientific reports, with all the photos of the work in the laboratories, Forrest J. Ackerman, all the strange things that happened, all the work involved. It has a long, long glossary. There has, Gene, there has been over 100 anomalous incidents that have happened to me since that day with the inkblot. And many of them refer right back to Forrest J. Ackerman. And many of them are extraordinary synchronicities of the type that seem to happen to Christopher O'Brien. Well, not so much anymore, but um, <clears throat> you never know. You know, what you banish, you tend to invoke. So, you know, my one comment about the Ackerman, uh, um, you know, just the weird synchronicities around that is Houdini must be uh, must be jealous because <laughs> for 100 years people have been trying to contact Houdini and there's been maybe one or two things that were possibly could be attributed to um, some sort of afterlife communication, but uh, not not like this. Let me tell you, I think Houdini had a code word that he was going to relay if, if a medium right. could pick it up or something. I think that the code word was believe, uh, but uh, it never happened. They tried again and again. The last seance they held for Houdini before they gave up, um, it rained in Los Angeles that day only on the building where they held the seance. That was unusual. Right. But, yeah. and, and there was another one, too, I, I seem to remember, too. There was another coincidental event tell you what uh, it was. surrounding the seance. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what the other thing was that happened. Was that on, on, on one of the major anniversaries of Houdini's death, at the Magic Castle, where I'm a member, a proud member, love that club in Hollywood, we have a Houdini seance room you know, where you can have dinner. We have on display there Houdini's handcuffs and, you know, his, um, uh, the straight jackets and lots of artifacts from his career. And there, on the, one of the anniversaries of his death, there was a fire in the Magic Castle. Could have been catastrophic, but it started to spread from the uppermost floor. And then, you know, they had to use the fire hoses, so there was water damage. The water damage went right up to the Houdini seance room and stopped right there. Nothing happened to the Houdini seance room. And the very moment the fireman declared that the fire was out coincided with the time that Houdini had died. So that was kind of neat. But even neater still, I, I have a co-author to An Atheist in Heaven. I mentioned it's Gary Schwartz, Ph.D. from Harvard, taught at Yale, psychology, accepted a tenured position as a professor at University of Arizona in Tucson. And there for about 15 years, he's not only studied mediums with extraordinary results, he has used computers and delicate sensors and software he's developed to try to communicate with spirits. And he's developed protocols, as I say, software, and he's reached out to a few spirits in particular and one of them he appeals to is harry houdini you'll see in an atheist in heaven we have a number of chapters by gary schwartz where he's showing you the results on his computer screens of the attempted communications and he had results from houdini that were absolutely off the charts 
It can't be explained as background noise. They were just very strong, specific responses. And then he decided to bring Forrest J. Ackerman in once he met me and he heard the whole story and try to communicate with Fari. And he got responses. And you'll see that we put the pictures in the book of the Atheist in Heaven of the graphs on Fari's computer where you see where he gets these responses of electromagnetic fields, measurements of radiation, whether it's gamma rays. Sometimes he experiments with light in pitch blackness, getting photons to come through to uh, affect a $50,000 camera in freezing cold temperatures in total darkness. And photons are measured coming through as a response to spirit communication. So my bottom line here, Chris, is we've gone a long way since the days of skeptic Harry Houdini and his seances. And I think right. he, Well, that kind of leads to a question from one of our listeners, uh, Spectre73, who uh, is posting his question at forum.theparacast.com, where our listeners get a chance to ask our guests questions about the things that they're involved with. And his question is right along these same lines. And uh, he's wondering if you're aware of the recent findings of the Southampton University study that concluded that there is consciousness on some level that survives after death. And and then the follow-up to that is, do you think we're seeing a change in attitude uh, in the scientific community about this subject? And uh, to hear some examples, and we're hearing we're hearing some really good ones. This is fantastic. Did you say Southampton University? What did you say? I don't know about that study, and I would certainly like to, so I'll be looking it up soon. As far as changes in attitudes and breakthroughs, to some extent, there have been many, many books written in the last couple of decades. I think with the aging baby boomers, my generation, your generation, uh, you know, facing the latter part of our lives, we look toward this question of afterlife and death because we're all going to face it sometime. And so a lot of stuff has been published. There's been a lot on near-death experience. I had Danian Brinkley in my film, The Life After Death Project. His life after, his, his uh, near-death experience is a subject of major books. He died from being struck by lightning, flatlined. But he came back, and he had a story to tell of there's a life beyond this one, and so have many others. There's the book A Proof of Heaven, an excellent book uh, that came out within the last two years. Um, and Gary Schwartz has written many books. But by and large, in the mainstream scientific world, these beliefs are still, they're not accepted. There's a general unwillingness to look at evidence or what we think is evidence. Um, there is definitely ridicule still. One of the scientists who I enlisted, Dr. Jay Siegel, chemist at the University uh, of Indiana University, he had a colleague who had a chemist who worked with the Secret Service. Let's do our break here, and then we'll pick up on that. We've got Paul Davids. We're looking at life after death with Gene and Chris. You're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris is talking from beyond. So continue from where I was. Um, Dr. J. Siegel's colleague, when he heard what was being researched, wouldn't look at the evidence, wouldn't look at the ink blot, wouldn't come, wouldn't even look through the microscope, just rolled his eyes, walked out of the room. And among the skeptical world, it's really interesting, the case, I'll call it a case, of Dr. Michael Shermer. He's the executive director of the Skeptic Society in Pasadena. And he's also the publisher of Skeptic Magazine. And uh, we all know him in the paranormal fields because he's often there to say, no, 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 you guys don't know what you're talking about. And uh, I had him in the Life After Death Project. And, you know, his position was basically, Paul, look, Life After Death. He said, I'm for it. Don't get mad at me. I'm for it. You know, I don't object to it. It's a good idea, he said, but I just have never seen any evidence for it. And it would take some really strong evidence to convince me. And if you've got life after death, then you had to have life before death. And where were you before you were born? And But he conceded. He said, maybe someday we'll find out that it is true, that it's explained by some quantum mechanical principle. And then he said, it's not going to be paranormal anymore. It'll be chapter 25 in your physics book. Okay. But he 
couldn't explain any of these things that had happened to me with Forrest J. Ackerman. He didn't try. He just said, look, Paul, you know, these are one-off experiments, experiences. We can't duplicate them in the lab. We can't make them happen when we want them to happen. He says, I just put them in a gray basket and say, maybe we'll know about this someday. But, and I object to that attitude very strongly. No, no, don't put it in the gray basket. Let's put it front and center in our research agenda uh, let's learn more about it. Let's put money and resources into this experimentation because scientists like Gary Schwartz and others are trying very hard, rowing upstream against this terrible current that ignores their work. And uh, I want to add that Dr. John Allison, the other chemist who subjected the ink, in my case, to laser desorption technology, and he's provided his reports on that research for the book. He's baffled. He's mystified. He couldn't duplicate what happened to me. He said, you know, science can't reproduce this. We can't explain it. He's changed his mind so much from his massive skepticism at the beginning and wondering even was I playing some kind of hoax on everybody? No, no, no. Rule that out. You know, I signed a sworn affidavit at the beginning of this. Everything accounted for in the book and in the Life After Death Project really did happen. But Dr. Allison uh, said, when I asked him, can you get some of your colleagues to read An Atheist in Heaven and see your three years of scientific research on the ink obliteration? And he said, Paul, you know, he said, it's hopeless. He said, you know, they, you tell them about it, they just think it's silly. So, terrible, terrible, terrible. It's just like UFOs. Science can't even define consciousness, so... (laughs) Gene, you know, uh, with Dr. Shermer, something really weird happened to him. You know, some might say he got his comeuppance because something happened to him that he wrote up in Scientific American in his column. Something happened just like the things that have been happening to me with Fari Ackerman, and it happened on his wedding day, and his wife, Mr. Grandfather, who was deceased, who had raised her, they had sent all his possessions over from Germany to Pasadena. There was a an old radio in there that wasn't working anymore. Michael Shermer tried to make it work. He gave up, took a soldering gun, tried everything. Damn thing didn't work. Stuck it in a drawer. And it was from her grandfather. And they get married. They get a license at City Hall. They go to the house. They got friends there. And they're about to say their vows. And she said, boy, I wish my grandfather was here to give me away. And at that moment, music starts playing. It's a love song. And everybody's looking around, where's the music coming from? Who hasn't turned off their, you know, their phone? Uh, nobody, it's not coming from any phone in the house. They open the door, is a neighbor playing music loud? No, no, where is it? It's coming from Grandpa's radio. She said, I wish Grandpa was here to give me away. And the response is, within two minutes of that, the dead radio comes to life and plays a love song in Michael Shermer's house. So, you know, put that put put that in your pipe and smoke it. Michael. Yeah, you smarmy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and he really yeah. is a smug smarmy dude. I every time I see him on some show, you know, poo-pooing this or tis tisking that, he's just he's got such a condescending smirk. They invented the word smarmy just for Michael Shermer, I think. So yeah. Yeah, what can you do? What can you hey, do? Hey, we they, need our skeptics, but man, it, at least be a little bit open-minded. 
you, you know, something like that smacking you upside the head, you'd think that that would have some some impact on your thinking. But no, oh, it was but just you, a coincidence. I guess you, I did fix the radio. <laughs> you, know, you know what was really funny is when I was making the Life After Death project, and I was at his home, which was the center of the publication for Skeptic Society. Uh, and I filmed his interview there. Uh, he showed the ink blot to um, a lady who works with them and co-publishes the magazine, I think, and says, "What does that look like to you?" And she says, "Oh, nothing. You know, just looks like a smudge." Well, <laughs> I have a lot of problem with this word "smudge" because "smudge" is the one thing it wasn't. You know, "smudge" means like a smear, an accidental smear. And the defining thing about this ink obliteration of these words, which were a coded message from Forrest J. Ackerman, I was able to discover that with a little time. The thing about that was it was precise. It was exact. It was those words were targeted, and you could see that. And yet the skeptics, when they wrote about the Life After Death Project and reviews and things, they'd say, oh, Paul David's in his smudge, you know. Happened in a hotel room, they said, you know, so... No, it didn't happen in a hotel room uh, where somebody could have had a key and come in. No, it happened in my own house with the doors locked. So, you know, uh, after after I had the interview with him, I went into his office with him, and we were talking about stuff. We He mentioned that, oh, George Clayton Johnson's going to be coming over in a half an hour. He said, I haven't met George Clayton Johnson before. He said, do you know who he is? And I said, oh, my God, do I know who he is. He's a close friend of Forrest J. Ackerman. You know, he wrote for Twilight Zone. Uh, and uh, I thought that was odd, the timing, that like almost like Fari's sending an emissary to meet with him. And Michael takes the ink blot thing from me, and he's looking at it really carefully, and he's quiet there for a moment. He's sitting, and I'm standing. And he looks up at me, and he gets kind of a quizzical look on his face, and he says, hmm, he says, this is really weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he wouldn't say that publicly. Ooh, a chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a crack in the facade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So where would you like to go, guys? How much time do we have, and what would you like to focus on? Well, we have a couple of minutes left for this segment and three more. We've made so much progress. But just talking about life after death, and we all have the same illusions about that and the same legends, and there was a TV show just last year, where it features this doctor whose child died very young, and she's a skeptic, but she meets this millionaire or billionaire who's dying of cancer and willing to fund research into life after death. Jennifer Beals played the star of the show, The Doctor. Unfortunately, I thought it was a good show, but it didn't survive more than a single season. And then we had kind of a theory. I'm going to drop this on you because it's something you haven't heard before, but maybe you have some ideas. Where one of our regular bloggers of the paranormal guy uses the name Red Pill Junkie. Ever hear of him? No. RPJ? No. He wrote a long editorial for the Paracast newsletter where he suggested that there's a connection in terms of descriptive nature between life after death and reports of UFO abductions. And I wondered here, we'll get to it in our next segment, maybe something you never heard before, Paul. But maybe you could think, 
Why would there be a connection between the two? Could there be? With Gene and Chris, you're in Bearcast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. 
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris, from the afterlife, or from the aftermarket, depending on your point of view. Paul Davids, I dropped a, something in there which you probably haven't heard about. What do you think? Well, I did hear about it from Whitley Strieber. Whitley's late wife, Anne, was an executive producer on the Life After Death Project. And Whitley had a theory that there was a connection. Um, he said, he talked about experiences where abductees had seen deceased people as part of their abduction. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's like every field of paranormal has certain limits for me that, you know, if you go beyond a certain limit, it becomes, you know, woo-woo, mushland, you know, melt your brain away. I think we've got one problem of proving whether there are alien abductions. I think the evidence is good, and Dr. John Mack did great work on that field, but I'm not an expert in that field. You know, I've just, I've just heard enough stories and enough lectures to think, yeah, there's something there. It's not just sleep paralysis, like so many of the skeptics like to say. And then in the after-death studies, you know, you kind of have to worry and wonder, where do you get off the train in belief? Now, for me, I never sought out these experiences or this um, belief. It happened. Fari said, maybe I'll drop you a line. He literally dropped me a line. He was an editor. It was a line of text. And that started this change in my life because since 2009, it's like every once in a while uh, something happens and I feel like I've slipped into the twilight zone. It, something happens. I can't explain it and it's weird, weird, weird. You know, I'll just throw at you, there is the day that the mask of Fari's face moved by itself 10 feet across the room in my office while I was out of the office for I was the only object that moved. It happened to be on the day I heard the Life After Death Project was accepted to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay, let's uh, back up here, folks. Okay. All right, this happened when you were not in your office, right? Yes, I wasn't in the office. I was out to lunch. Okay, so you're yeah, out to lunch. Home, you come back office. and suddenly that thing is moved 10 feet that wasn't the only thing that happened during that hour uh hour and a half yeah i was surrounded by strangeness the computer has two screens it's a video editing computer and it had been up but when i come into the office and uh, you know I, I i pick up the mask that's not where it had been left on display for the previous years since i got this mask at his estate sale Suddenly, the computer goes dead. It just shuts itself off, so the screens go black. And when I boot the computer back up, there are two open folders 
one on each screen that were not open before. I hadn't opened them. And one of them is all files of photos of Forrest J. Ackerman. And the other is all files about his magazine, Famous Monsters of Filmland. Boy, this guy is really active there. He can't stop writing, huh? Not only that, during that same period of that hour, all right, I have a sign in my office, again, acquired at the estate sale, that I think it it may, well, related to one of his appearances at a World Science Fiction Convention, where it says, you know, meet Forrest J. Ackerman, the editor of FM. Meet the Ackermonster, editor of FM. And that's in that same room where the mask moved. Now, while I was out to lunch, you know, when the mask was moving around in my room, a car swerves in front of me just as I was on my way to the Norton Simon Museum that has a license plate that says AM loves FM. And it just immediately struck me. Again, Chris O'Brien, this is one of those synchronicities. The synchronicity of it. I I I, I pulled up my, my iPhone, I put it on camera and I took a picture of that license plate, you know, even while I was driving. AM loves FM. AM Ackerman Ackermansion loves FM, his magazine, FM, Famous Monsters, right in my office where his mask was moving around. I have the sign that talks about Meet Ackerman, who edits FM. So you've got four things happening within an hour. You've got the, the license plate. You've got the mask moving. You've got the computer shutting itself off. Five things, actually, because then when the computer boots back up, you've got two open folders, both relating to Forrest J. Ackerman. Guys, I couldn't invent this stuff if I tried. If I tried. If I wanted to be a science fiction writer and tried to dream up stuff, I couldn't think of this. It really happens. And it keeps happening. And it's been happening now for six years. Yeah, ever since you read my book. But I love it, though. I Look, look, I love it. If Fari's listening... I don't want Fari to think that I object to these intrusions in any way. You know, I love this man so dearly. He's always welcome. And I'm working very hard right now because his 100th birthday is going to be November 24th of this year. 100 years. He was born in 1916. I'm working with the city council of Los Angeles to have a certain square in Los Angeles, a certain intersection named Forrest J. Ackerman Square. And it's right by the House of Pies, where he would always go for lunch the last six years of his life. And I think they're probably going to do it. So, look, I I love this man. He's welcome in my life. But this has changed my life. It's changed my worldview. It's changed, you know, it's it's opened my mind to all of these things. And my mind had been briefly opened about these things back in 1983 when I worked for F. Lee Bailey. I worked for F. Lee Bailey on his television show, Lie Detector. But in 1983, I brought in a psychic for Lie Detector, psychic detective from New Jersey, Dorothy Allison. She passed the Lie Detector test. She had an extraordinary story to tell about how psychic means communicating with the departed spirit of a murder victim, a 14-year-old girl, who told her where her corpse could be found because the body wasn't found. And the body was found based on her clues. And it wasn't the only time. She had letters from police departments you know, signed by various policemen who said she helped us solve this case. So back in 1983, based on that, I had to say to myself, there's something to this. Where could the lady get this information? She says she's getting it from spirits. 
So that means afterlife, it means spirits are real, and it means they can reach out and communicate. So, yeah, I was there with the idea in 1983, but then it's dormant. I don't even think about it. It's not part of my life at all, zero, until Fari passes away and he drops me a line. That's it. What a guy. <laughs> well, it's great, Gene, that you knew him. I mean, it's, it's one of the synchronicities that you, you not only knew him, but he visited you on that cross-country trip, which happens to be the very same trip when I met him. I mean, again, what are the odds? <laughs> exactly. I was probably near the end of his trip because, as you said, he was going towards Washington, D.C., and I was living in Brooklyn, New York at the time. Where my father grew up, by the way. Oh. My father in Brooklyn. And uh, I'm trying to think of the streets. Um, it'll come to me. And but while he thinks of what street his father lived when he grew up in Brooklyn, New York, we will take a brief break. We've got Paul Davids. We've got Gene Steinberg. We've got Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusades, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. The LASIK Vision Institute is now offering dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. 
That means you get the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology for a fraction of what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-725-2487. Even better, if you're one of the first 100 callers, ask about an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve at a fraction of what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-725-2487. 1-800-725-2487. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So I lived in Brownsville and East Flatbush mostly. Well, I lived in Brooklyn, Flat- Paul. Flatbush, yes. And Linden? Did you know Linden in Brooklyn? Yes. Street Linden Avenue? Yeah. You know, it was where the Jewish immigrants from Europe, so many of it was like a Jewish ghetto back in the day, stayed uh, when they were accepted into the country. They were immigrants, and there was a large Jewish population there, and my grandfather and grandmother on my father's side were among them. My grandfather was a bus mechanic for the city of New York, and uh, my dad became the scholar in the family. And then I became the filmmaker, you know, the artist. Wasn't that near uh, the location of Ebbets Field? I don't know in Brooklyn that well. You know, I don't. I remember Coney Island. I'm sure you. Well, I'll tell you what. My wife lived a lot of her life in Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Not on the steeplechase or anything, but in an apartment just across from there. So, Gene. I had a wonderful chance here to talk about Roswell and an atheist in heaven and the Life After Death Project. May I take a few moments to tell your listeners about some of my movies that uh, they may not be so familiar about? Go for it. Okay. So uh, let me rattle them off. There's one that uh, none of you have heard of, I think, because it hasn't played very much, but it is online now in this country. It played very widely in Latin America it got dubbed into Spanish and Portuguese for Brazil. It's called Before We Say Goodbye. The title comes from a song. And it has an almost entirely Hispanic American cast. New Mexico, Albuquerque. It's a story of a Hispanic American family that 
the the grandmother is a devout Catholic, and she lives her life by Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, the Virgin of Guadalupe. And that story, it's a, it's a Catholic miracle from the year 1531. It is an amazing story. You want evidence of paranormal, in this sense, in a religious context, look into Our, Ver Our, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And, you know, in, in Los Angeles, in the Southwest, in New Mexico and Arizona, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe is everywhere. It's so important among the Hispanic community. My movie was based on a wonderful stage play by uh, writer Patricia Crespin. And uh, the story deals with the grandmother's faith, whereas her family's falling apart. You know, she's got a daughter who's a college professor who's an atheist. God forbid. She's got another daughter who's an adulterer. She's got sons that are nothing but trouble for her. And her husband is on the verge of passing away, and she needs a miracle. And where can she get this miracle? Well, from the Virgin of Guadalupe. And that means making a pilgrimage to the Basilica in Mexico City, where the relic is stored. The relic from 1531. Because mm -hmm. what happened is, the, a peasant named Juan Diego who was recently sainted by the Pope. I think John Paul II sainted him. Uh, he encountered a lady he said was from heaven. And this lady imprinted her image on his cactus cloak. And the cloak, 500 years old, is still there today on display in the Basilica in Mexico City. And you see very clearly the very famous image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, And scientifically, that cloak should have dissolved away within 50 or 100 years. I mean, it's impossible that it still exists in pristine condition 500 years later, and it is the original. So to make the movie, I needed permission from the Catholic Church and went to Mexico City with my crew, and they allowed me to film in the Basilica to film the original relic. They cooperated with me entirely. It's a wonderful movie with a fantastic uh, soundtrack of music by Brian Thomas Lambert, who did the music for my film, The Sci-Fi Boys. And he also did the movie for another of my films I want you to know about called Jesus in India. This film I'm so proud of, Jesus in India, it's a documentary, was on the Sundance channel for three years. Every year it was there, a documentary at Christmas and at Easter And uh, on TV many, many times around the world. Jesus in India. Explain yes, that, please. There, there, is, there are 18 missing years in the life of Christ in the Bible. The New Testament takes him up to age 12, where he's in the temple in Jerusalem with the wise rabbis, giving extraordinarily insightful responses to their questions, and they uh, are convinced he's a prodigy. Then the Bible skips 18 years. There's only one sentence in the book of Luke that says that uh, Jesus increased uh, in stature and in wisdom. What is it? And, uh, you know, in stature with, with God and man. I can't have the quote exactly there, but one sentence. It doesn't tell where he was, just that he increased in stature and wisdom. And then the Bible picks him up at age 30. 
is at the River Jordan, about to be baptized by John the Baptist. How is it, asked Edward T. Martin, the author of the book I based this movie on, the book called King of Travelers, Jesus' Lost Years in India. Ed asked, how is it possible that people ignore this? How is it possible that the writers of the New Testament just skipped 18 years? You know, most of the New Testament is three years, the last three years of the life of Christ. So there has been a legend in India. Yeah, Isa. Yes, the legend of Isa, Saint Isa, forever, that the three wise men in the New Testament were from India. Gold, incense, and myrrh, the gifts to the infant, were the gifts of... Uh, the Magi in, uh, in, in, in India, uh, they say, according to their traditions, and they think that he repaid the visit taking the Silk Road and spent years in India among Hindus and Buddhists and came back with a philosophy and teachings that was no longer the Jewish an eye for an eye, but were teachings that had uh, forgiveness and compassion and love in ways that were closer to Buddhist and Hindu understanding. This is the story. My question was, is there any way we can shed any light on this? Is there any proof? Is there any evidence? And I found that there's a lot of claimed evidence, and I went in pursuit of it. 4,000 miles through India, I trekked with a Hindu crew and one Islamic who helped us, particularly when, when we went to Kashmir, which was under armed guard and siege. Even while we were there, we, our lives were in danger when we were filming in Kashmir. Um, terrorism followed behind us a day or two, wherever we went in India, or monsoons. We escaped the, the terrible floods. We were always a day or two ahead of disaster. Like We felt like we were protected. But I made this wonderful movie that has... Visually, it has the great ancient Hindu temples that we had access to, the Buddhist monastery at Himis, uh, uh, up in the Himalayas, where there's uh, the, the story of the ancient document about Jesus' missing years in India, the Nicholas Notovich document, it's called. That's a whole story unto itself. We got to see the Dalai Lama in Dharamsala, and the Dalai Lama is in my movie. And I got to see the Pope of Hinduism, the Shankaracharya, who gave me audience in the great Jagannath Temple, 2,500 years old, attesting to me that, that that temple preceded Jesus by hundreds of years and Jesus was there. And I explored all these legends. Now, is it true? I don't know. You know, but what they say where there's smoke, there's fire, and my movie is just full of all that smoke. You know, you know what? And, Before and, we have a smoke and stop for a few seconds... Let's okay. tell you, we have Paul David's Renaissance man, artist, filmmaker, author. He wrote some of those Star Wars books, by the way. we got more to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, 
all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
just segueing to the Star Wars novels. Okay. You did those some years back. Anything going on with the new series of Star Wars now? Not that I'm connected with. The books my wife and I wrote, uh, we were writing them while I was trying to get the movie Roswell launched. So we're talking about, the, I think it was around 1990, 91. We were writing the books that came out in 92 and 93. We had a contract to write six Star Wars stories that followed uh, Return of the Jedi. And they were very successful. I mean, they sold millions of copies. And they were also published in Japanese and French and Hebrew and I think Norwegian. And we had a wonderful time with it. We were, we were up at Industrial Light and Magic. There were artists there who drew the pictures for these books. So if, if you look for them, you're looking for The Glove of Darth Vader, The Lost City of the Jedi, Zorba the Hutt's Revenge. Now, people say, how could it be Zorba? It was Jabba the Hutt. No, no, we created the father of Jabba the Hutt, Zorba the Hutt. And then we did Mission from Mount Yoda, Queen of the Empire, and we finished it up with Prophets of the Dark Side. So it was a great interlude in my life, and it was, it was all coming out while we were filming Roswell. You can imagine, you know, you can imagine the great feeling that was around that, that period of time. Well, before those books... 1985, I was at Marvel Productions. I had been hired as the production coordinator for the original Transformers cartoon series. Stan Lee was there then. They were doing Stan Lee is always around. He's always, you know, with Marvel, he's there. And I was production coordinator for 79 episodes of the Transformers. I've got a big credit on the TV screen and... I wrote four of them, and I still get you know stuff over Facebook and people sending me emails still talking about those Transformer episodes back then and asking me questions that I can't remember the answers to. But I guess I got to live a sort of storybook existence. You know, it was very very fortunate coming out of the American Film Institute and meeting some of the right people. I started with Paul Koner, great agent from Europe, the Paul Koner agency. I worked five years. My job, I read every screenplay submitted for Charles Bronson. You remember Charles Bronson, right? I remember that series he did where he plays the vigilante. Yep. Death Wish. Yep. Death Wish. Boy, you're a, you're a screenplay uh, reviewer, huh? I got two screenplays. <laughs> well. <laughs> One of them won the uh, runner-up in the Southwest Screenwriters Guild contest. All right. Well, when we're not on the air, we'll talk. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the good old days, I was the meat man for John Huston. You might not know what a meat man is, but great director John Huston lived in those days in the 70s uh, back in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And you had to assure us here that doing that, you weren't just cutting up his steaks. No, I was delivering the steaks from America. He, He didn't want the steaks from Mexico, so they needed to be smuggled in. So his agent arranged for me to accompany the steaks and to talk to... Jose when I got into customs so I wouldn't be arrested. Do you have to send Jose a little gift perhaps for him to allow this? A little backsheesh, you know, they were a little tip under the table. Uh, He was well taken care of by Mr. Houston, who was a god in that town of Puerto Rico. There's a great statue of John Houston down there. The reason 
he made that film with Elizabeth Taylor, Night of the Iguana. He did that in, I think, filmed most of it in Mismaloya, which is the neighboring town to uh, Puerto Vallarta. But John Huston put Puerto Vallarta on the map through making that movie there, and then he lived there for so many years. So working for the man's agent, as I said, it was just a storybook existence. As <laughs> it's, I like, back on. it's like working for God. <laughs> it was. It was, Well, it was, but uh, in those days... I was frustrated because I wasn't getting to make my own movies. You know, I, I was working for an agent. Then, as I said, I worked on Lie Detector for F. Lee Bailey, and, and then came the Transformers. But, you know, it wasn't me being a filmmaker. That didn't happen until, well, even with Roswell, I was the executive producer and co-writer. I was not the director. It was uh, after Roswell, the first one I directed was the biography of Timothy Leary, the LSD right. guru, and that's called Timothy Leary's Dead. It's interesting here about Timothy Leary. My first wife, Geneva, and I met up with a psychiatrist in Brooklyn who worked with Timothy Leary, and he gave us some of the select uh, substances, shall we say. You had a free sample. Sure did, sure did. Can you say the name of the psychiatrist? No, because I can't remember. This is something like 45 years ago. Okay. Well, one of my early experiences... When I was in college as a psychology student at Princeton, I did part-time work at the New Jersey Neuropsychiatric Institute, which was run by Dr. Humphrey Osmond. Ooh, I remember that name. Yes, the famous psychiatrist from Saskatchewan, Canada, right. who gave mescaline to Aldous Huxley, which resulted in the famous book, The Doors of Perception. Perception, sure. And you know, and you know also that, cured alcoholics with one dose. <laughs> yes. And you know the, the, the rock group, The Doors, you know what that name comes from. It comes from Aldous Huxley's The Doors of Perception, mescaline, mescaline, psilocybin, LSD. They were experimenting with all of that then. Those were the days of Timothy Leary and Millbrook. And I found myself in the middle of that too, as a psychology student from Princeton, not knowing in those days that I would not only meet Timothy Leary, but that in the year that he died, I would You'd be, make a film about him. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I was to make his biography. I was contacted by his publisher, Sebastian Orfali in Berkeley, who called me. He'd met me at a book convention, and he, he said, uh, Timothy is dying. He has prostate cancer. We don't know how long he has. There hasn't really been a documentary about him. He said, Paul, um, if, if anybody's going to do it, it needs to be done now. He said, I'm happy to give Tim a call and tell him I recommend you. And so soon I was meeting with Timothy Leary. And when I said, uh, Dr. Leary, I can't remember if I called him Timothy or, or Dr. Leary. It's probably Dr. Leary. I worked with Dr. Humphrey Osmond. He's, he's, his face lit up, and suddenly, wow, that was the connection. He sure knew who that was. So suddenly, you know, I was the guy to make that movie, and I found the backing to make it very quickly. Uh, the producer who provided most of the resources for that is my partner, Todd Mills. Todd uh, was thrilled to get involved in the project, and, you know, we had about six days of interviews with Timothy and we provided the costumes for him to wear. He didn't have a great wardrobe at that time, but I remember, I think my wife was still, wait a minute. She had been at Columbia pictures. So I, I went to Columbia pictures. So I got his wardrobe for the movie from Columbia pictures and he looked great in the movie. We had all kinds of clothes for him. That's great. 
Okay. I know you got a lot of stuff. So, Paul Davids, please tell our listeners where we can look up your stuff, find out more of what you do. Okay. I send you all to lifeafterdeathproject.com to find out everything you want to know, you know, the background about the Fari Ackerman case. And at amazon.com, you'll find all of my projects and films there in one form or another. I mean, even the Transformers cartoons. You'll certainly find the Life After Death Project. You'll find the book, An Atheist in Heaven, which you can either get as this wonderful hardback with dust jacket or as an ebook. And uh, JesusInIndiaTheMovie.com. You'll find all about that film. It's one of my films I'm just the most proud of. Okay, and my website, PaulDavids-Artist.com. See my paintings, and you'll see all about the films and books. Okay. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And look for the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. We offer the After the Paracast podcast with all sorts of unexpected things going on. We offer a commercial-free version of this show. We offer first couple of chapters of that book and my dog sing Chopin from Ray Stanford and Chris O'Brien. And lots more stuff, plus.theparacast.com for a low subscription rate, plus.theparacast.com. Paul Davids, thanks for joining us on The Paracast. Gene, thank you for giving me this platform to talk to your listeners. I appreciate it. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>